on this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. Caught in a mana storm high in the sky. You guys had spent an entire episode beating back a horde. By horde, I mean three maftets. That's a horde. These maftets? Spell Scar Sky Marauders. You fought them. You popped many of their pimples. God. And now you are left pretty hurt. 5.8% hit points is pretty hurt. I've been grievously wounded. Grievously wounded. Micah's angels deal with perilous wellspring surges. The storm, like as you're working, you can see it like kind of swelling, calming down and swelling again. And then it kind of ramps up in pace. Like it's lightning, like almost constantly. It is going to go up a level. We're going to roll on the um. Oh, who gets surgeoned? And even more flying beasts. A shadow of what looks to be some sort of like large four-legged beast with wings. No. And for the briefest second you see one, no, two, no, three heads. Hold on to your hats because we're going into the storm. Chester becomes a character from uh, Twilight. No! <laughs> Falls to his knees. Chester, <laughs> why do you have hair gel in? I don't! <laughs> now. Hello once again, audience blob. Your favorite GM, Derek, here with a fun announcement. Um, we've recently run into a really good problem uh, with the way we record our episodes, and that is we've gotten very far ahead. Uh, as of this episode's release, we're recorded out through all of July uh, this year so far, um, and we're on track to go even further. And while this has been amazing for our scheduling and our ability to play together, uh, it's really hindered our ability to respond to listener questions and feedback in a timely manner. Uh, for example, uh, we got the idea for the new Tour of the Inner Sea segment from our beloved The Mario uh, like a month or two ago. Um, and we responded to it our very next recording session, but it took all this time for you guys to hear it. Um, so going forward, we have a fun new idea about how to be faster about responding to your questions and comments. Um, and basically what that is, is we're going to start recording short uh, responses to listener questions and release them as bonus banter. Basically, we'll record our responses and release them on our feed without waiting to slot them into an episode. Uh, so going forward, the Google form that we always link uh, in every episode description will be for bonus banter. Feel free to drop your questions, comments, rule stuff, whatever there, and we might do a bonus banter on it. Uh, and if you want an even faster response, uh, feel free to leave a comment on the YouTube video for whatever episode. Uh, they're also linked in the description each episode, uh, and we can write back a whole lot faster than we can record. Uh, but if your comment is particularly discussion-provoking, we might do a bonus banter on it anyway. Uh, but yeah, the TLDR is we're going to be responding to listener questions and feedback via the new bonus banter content. It's, it's basically going to be like catching up content, but shorter and much more responsive. Uh, we're super excited to see how it plays out, and we hope we can interact with you guys some more. Uh, but for now... Please enjoy Season 3, Episode 47, Manastorm Dancing. 
Bum, bum, bum. Jessica got another wife. Bum, bum, bum. bum. Jessica got another wife. And another one's married. And another one's married. And Jessica got another wife. Hey. Oh, and another ring here. Hey. And another ring there. Gonna marry Jessica you got too. another wife. Just, just got a wife. Bad uh, what a fight. <sighs> what a dumb, stupid fight we just had. Everyone like acid pustules. So no, gross. That was glowing roots. No, I don't. I have like <laughs> a tiny runes. percentage of hit points and I don't like it one bit. The glowing runes weren't that bad, honestly. They, uh, they barely came into a There's nothing effect. like a fight where it's like I have an action that basically gives me two attacks of my best bonus and also, by the way, when you hit me with anything basically physical, I'll shoot my pimple acid juice on you. I have 5.8% of my hit points. No, I did not like that fight. It also sucks whenever like Eleanor wouldn't get the finisher on and you'd roll damage, like five damage, and then I roll acid damage and it's like And then you do (laughs) the same damage. That fight sucked. Hey, what a what's what's Usuvu? Uh, Asuvu's hit points? No, no, what is Asuvu? So Asuvu is an NPC class, or it's not a class, it's just a type of NPC. Uh Uh-huh. Called a Tomb Raider. Oh, Uh, Creature 5. Uh, so it's actually pretty strong. That's basically yeah. on your level. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I want a trick shot is I recognize from Starfinder, Doctor Friss. Okay. It's called Trick Attack. Trick Attack. Uh, so as a Tomb Raider, Asuvu has this ability called Trick Attack. The Tomb Raider musters their guile to attempt a clever attack that catches their foe unprepared. Uh, Tomb Raider chooses one of their weapons. The next attack with that weapon deals an extra two d six precision damage. Um, in addition, the Tomb Raider can interact to draw the weapon or. Uh, to reload it if they chose hand cross. So the there she's actually very similar to um the bank manager when we did that one. Yes. And then mm. also the other one that could shoot through themselves to get flat footed people. Yeah. Okay. So it's just one of those things that lets them, you know, do sneak attack yeah. without being able to do NPCs sneak attack. aren't really normally built like player characters are. Yeah. yeah. You can give them character abilities that you get from classes if you want. But they they just they work differently. You more or less just kind of pick your stats per the tables in the monster generation stuff, and then you add uh, abilities and that kind of effect with your like power level or whatever. It's a well. bit of a bummer because one of the things I did like about first edition was if they could do it, you could do it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it makes them so much simpler to run. It do- yes, it does. I can see why they did. Yeah. The stat block is kind of focused on just the things that they need to do. Yeah. And usually everyone, NPC or monster, has like one cool thing that they can do. Yeah. That makes them unique. Overall, I like what they've done with it. It's just it does kind of suck. You lose that if you can do it, I can do it too somehow aspect. Yeah. Um, and Celessa, if you're curious, is a uh, is only creature three. Really? And that's giving her the elite template because I was Aww. like, if I don't, she'll be creature two. She's going back. Um, she dealt some damage as a creature three. What were the things we fought? Uh, so I told you during the thing, they were oh. um, variant math tets. Well, no, no. What, what was their... Um... Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. If you had been at the normal level for this, you would have fought them at level five. Uh, <laughs> potentially have... not with these NPCs. Would we have fought them... 
only two or would it still Three. have would you have made them weaker i would have adjusted their hit points if i was doing it the normal way fair enough but uh i think this was the exact target power level for this fight and uh-huh. i do hmm. not regret bumping you up a level <laughs> yeah yeah uh i agree well speaking of fights before we uh are we leveling up no. Oh, dang. Before we dive in, uh, we've already, we're obviously eager to get back to this. Before we dive back in, we were talking about fights that we've had across our tabletop experiences mm-hmm. and wanted to go around and share a, maybe a couple of the most like memorable, favorite, I don't know what you want to call it, fights that you've had. Uh, does anyone want to pipe up first and talk about some, some fights that they enjoyed or remember? I could go first. Okay. Uh, so first off, Pavel was my shifter. He um Fuck he could God. uh basically in one E they had a wild shape martial class. That's not a druid. They had the druids wild shape though more limited and they could do more physical things no magic whatsoever i introduced him and in his first fight i didn't get to show off his wild shape because he was already in the middle of a fight which means he was in people's face and i wasn't going to spend a whole action to wild shape him when he did first get to use his wild shape It's when Derek had just introduced a very powerful enemy that he had been waiting to pull on us, apparently. And uh, our one of our characters ran in, Lyrianne, the gunslinger, ran in. It was the Bebelith fight. And uh, the Bebelith was coming down on top of Lyrianne and doing stuff. And what Pavel got to do was he got to run forward, wild shape into a, I believe I chose the tiger for that one but a tiger with eagle wings and clash with this thing in mid-air over top of one of our characters and it was just like almost like a kaiju fight yeah mm-hmm. and that felt like a really, really good good introduction that made him show it made him look really cool because pavel was played off as very um kind of stupid not just stupid but like just normal guy like hey i'm just normal guy there's nothing to be afraid of um, Pavel was also uh, Irisini, right? Yes, he was Irisini. We made that Slavic, yeah, because Baba Yaga. Because yeah, so that's I had a very fun time doing a crappy Slavic accent for Pavel. Um, my other yeah. one was in the same campaign. There was a moment where Drinder. Uh, it's less is about the fight and more about getting the drop <laughs> on the enemy. Where we had talked to a, a <laughs> troll, right, or ogre. Ogre uh, or a troll, something stupid. It was an ogre. It was an ogre uh, that we were trying yeah. to take care of before we went into a tower to rescue a prisoner. And mm-hmm. um, we spoke to them. The ogre went back inside. Drender drank a potion to shrink himself so he would better ranged mm-hmm. attack. And when the ogre came back outside, Drender looked at him and was like, hey, were you, <laughs> why are you small? And I rolled a bluff check and basically said... I've always been this small and the ogre was so dumb. Uh, he rolled against it. It was a combat and I rolled bad. and The ogre still failed. Yeah. And uh, you got was, like a 11 or something yeah. for bluff, but I had such low wisdom or whatever it was or intelligence mm-hmm. that when I counter rolled, it was like two. Yeah. It's yeah, so stupid. It was fantastic. And then the other one I was thinking of actually comes from when I was a DM. My favorite fight was at the end of one of my small chapters, I had a boss fight between my player characters and Oh my god. And Navina who, she was the main boss, but she was a scald. Another 1E class. A boss Mm -hmm. that you created. He did the anti-party thing. Yeah, Yeah. I actually, I finally (laughs) had a chance to. Against one of the characters. Build an anti-party. She was a scald 
Scald, which is a bard, but instead of inspiring you, they give you rage. Um, and I had like an anti-paladin for our paladin. I had not exactly a one-for-one one for everybody, mm -hmm. but for most of the party, I had a one-for-one. One. And to just turn the knife in deeper because of her connections with our party rogue Owen, mm -hmm. uh, she got to activate a curse that he was under yep. that made him intentionally and specifically go after our drow sorceress. Well, he didn't want to. Um, he just well, it yeah, made had him to. go do it. And it was great because the fight itself was tough. I gave the anti-paladin a special weapon that dealt damage to holy beings. It wasn't an anti-paladin. He was a fighter. He was His a fighter. His name was John and he had a god-slaying sword. Yeah, he was, so he was a fighter. He was, was he had a god-slaying blade or something like that? Yeah. He did he did and it was a blade that dealt extra damage it was like a smite or a whole it was like a unholy sword but it dealt damage specifically to divine classes yeah um and so he was built to oppose Dayrak. Mm -hmm. And then I don't remember if I had someone specific to oppose Brick or if I was going to let Owen handle that if he didn't so make his saves. You had the Ranger. Novena. I had Novena. You had the Ranger. Which Cassandra. you guys eventually adopted. You had the little halfling rogue. That's right. Uh, and then I had uh, the fighter. There was and four. You had the fighter, yeah. And Navini like buffed the party, but the, it was great because like the fight happened. The, my fighter did tons of damage as fighters do. It made me feel good. I finally had something to fight them. Um, but they eventually won the fight. But the way it, it like towards the end, the great memorable moment the was great memorable moment. Brick had yeah. to run because mm -hmm. I believe she was low on HP. Uh, yep. Yeah, and didn't want to just kill Owen. Owen was chasing her and Brick got out of the cave the fight was in and Owen was chasing her and I like to, when I remember it, he was catching up on her, you know, that horror movie style, but earlier in that adventure, Brick had befriended a young adolescent harpy Mm -hmm. and had told them to stay outside so they didn't get Delilah, her. Right? Had Delilah. bribed her with like shinies and had been affectionate towards her. And the way that played out was Delilah came swooping in to defend Brick from Owen and mm -hmm. critical <laughs> critical him with her morning star and him out not and due to the non-lethal damage earlier and the critical that she did to owen knocked owen out in my mind saving brick's life oh for sure uh, for sure running out of the cave owen's got like the black like curse veins yeah going yeah brick is bleeding and stumbling yeah, exactly. running out. through the, the black, snow because it was a snowy mountain the black and then, shadow of delilah floats over owen for a second just and just brains him <laughs> yes and i always imagine Imagined it somewhat cartoonish. Bonk. Yeah, and it was it was like Doom. the ending was cinematic and in the middle of the fight because you know I had to give her a way to look cool and yet still use her rage. I had the cave like with drums all around the walls of the cave. Yeah. And what Navina would do is she would run along the wall, and that's how she would free action keep her rage up. Just like playing blood pumping drum music, which I had playing in the background. I was proud of that fight. And even though I had no way of predicting such an amazing <laughs> ending, it was an amazing ending to the fight. It was very good. So those are my three. I know. Took longer than I should have on that last one, but I felt like it was a, a, was good, a good one, one. to it's end on. a big on. fight. Uh, let me think. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pull three that I really enjoyed. The first one was from an unspecified Pathfinder First Edition adventure path where we were on unspecified planet Ah. And <laughs> oh. oh, you're avoiding spoilers, I see. Yes. Unspecified uh, non-Galarian planet. Yes. And I was playing my 
unspecified alien <laughs> species wizard. This whole, this whole fight's just classified. Part of Galarian. <laughs> and um, we were fighting two very large unspecified alien mantises. <laughs> and just alien mantises. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> and. I used mind swap on oh, one of these your beasts. Wizard, yeah. My wizard. So this melee specific character or or animal had its mind transferred into my one-legged <laughs> wizard. <Yeah. laughs> and, and it was just dragging itself along the ground trying to use its fists to beat Pavel. And I played a wizard. It had at most 12 strength. And it was a kaiju fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second one, Rising Through Moon Lords. I don't care. Well, that's uh, fine. Yes. Yeah. Classic. We were in a bell tower, and I'd managed to make it all the way up to the top before anybody else. And I was playing uh, a cleric. Way before anyone yeah. else. And, you know, I made the mistake of going up alone, but I decided to solve that by summoning up, like, <laughs> one or two monsters to fight with me. And I ended up soloing the battle. Yeah. You know what's funny though? Is so we talked about being Glass Cannon fans. They're playing through Rise of the Rune Lords on a Patreon show and they did the exact same thing. <laughs> Not they summoning, but like one person made it up ahead of everyone and else rocked it. and just had to crush it on their own. Uh, although I love the way New handle it. It's like, I will summon five friends and they will fight for me. Man, I was convinced from like a little bit before that point to afterward that you were trying to find a way to kill Noom. I was like, oh, they're up there by themselves. They're going to die. <laughs> <sighs> for the third one, I really want to do one with, um, with Brick just because I love her so much. There's a lot of Brick moments. Most I mean, of them obvious. involving fireball. Yeah, fireball. Mostly involving fireball. So, <laughs> actually, <laughs> this one was the defining we said moment fireball, for how. And both me and Jacob looked uh, at Drow expectantly. So, this one was the defining moment for how uh, Brick was going to be played as a character. Uh huh. Yeah. And mm. she had a necklace of fireballs. <laughs> and we were like level maybe three. We've talked about we this were one fighting. Before. Yes, I love it. Don't so interrupt much. me. And we were fighting a vampire thrall, but he was really fucking tough. That was the Drake. He was a vampire. Oh, I thought then he was a thrall. Uh, uh, but, uh, he, you know, he was actually treated like a vampire. Just weakened him to make him on your level. Okay, so he was just a straight up vampire then, and we were dying. Uh. So I <laughs> walked up next to him. And I threw one of the fireball beads at my feet. This is very I, early days of us playing. I at exploded. All. Yeah. The fireball necklace had two other ones. And something <laughs> fun about the fireball necklace is that if it gets hit by magical fire, uh, you also have to roll like a saving throw for them not to explode. <laughs> so the other two exploded on Brick's neck. The vampire was eviscerated. Brick got blasted around the room. I'm pretty sure Brick died with the first fireball. She beat. made it to the second oh, one. She did. She, did. she didn't make it to the third one. She was gone. No. The third one was overkill. Yes. Oh. The first one, she was like, yeah, I beep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's the most traumatic thing our other party members probably had uh-huh. to witness of all the oh. brick deaths. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was really intense. And that because she was so just devil may care with her death, that was kind of whenever we decided, oh, yeah, this is an older elf, not like 
ancient, but she's been around over a hundred years, so she's and died many experienced times. death before. Many times <laughs> best buds with Phrasma. Mm-hmm. That's that. <laughs> That's that. Oh my goodness. Um. So mine are probably less exciting. Um. In one fight in. Jacob and Drow have differing opinions on this, but this was in Jacob's homebrew campaign. Um, I had my character, Owen the Rogue, do a sneak attack with his short bow and critical. Uh-huh. And it was like at the almost to the end of the range. It was one of those things where I rolled good, and that's literally the only reason <laughs> that it came out. Those are the best fights. Oh, yeah. But Owen was grossly underpowered in comparison to his party. And the fact that I managed that just made me so happy that night. So very happy. One beautiful sneak attack. And then of course, Brick Drow's character fireballs and pretty much wrecks the whole group of, what ooh, were they, mages? Ooh. Was this the one with the Matt Mercer cult? The yes. Original? It, it might have It might have been the original oh, Matt oh, Mercer oh, cult. I remember that fight because I didn't do anything. And yeah. it was so yeah. cool because you sniped one of them and it was sick and then the whole room blew up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I sniped one and it was cool, but then Brick blew up everybody. And I didn't <laughs> fight anything because it, it was too late. Too late. <laughs> um, then another one, and this has nothing to do with me, but I just loved it. Again, um, Jacob's campaign, there was the fight with the teddy bear. <laughs> and oh. you had been obsessed with that video game, yes. Derek. Dark Souls. Dark, Souls. Dark Souls. And you rolled through all the tables. Before uh-huh. the fight Before the fight. And I then, asked permission, too. It's like, can I roll through these tables? mid-fight, Jacob tries to have the teddy bear hide underneath a table. And you're like, <laughs> no. but all the tables are gone. <laughs> and you sat there and you did your little head shake. <laughs> Crap. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I let a joke ruin one of my fights. You know it what? It wasn't ruined. Ruined, but it was no, funny. I regret nothing. Yes, it was great. Yes. The little teddy bear made out of Brick's ears. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So gross. Um, but that one was just funny to think of Jacob's oh, face good, in that, that was moment. That a good fight. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with my character. Just fun. Um, and then I'm going to go of one you might not have guessed. But in Derek's homebrew campaign, <gasps> my character Matilda, a.k.a. Aww, Tilly, um, there was a fight when they were in the the um, military encampment. Uh And she had none of her regular weapons, none of her armor, a wooden shield and a wood cutting ax and just (laughs) beat the mess. You were out doing chores with like an ax. And beat the mess out of this thing and then takes it back to people. And that was after that her reason why she was hiding was I just want to be in the military. <laughs> you went to his camp to like scout it out and like did not go well. No. Uh, only only Drow's character managed to, to actually to get be through covert, it yeah. and be covert. You just I was playing a rogue. You had yeah. to you had to lie and say oh, or not lie but just I just wanted to join. It and was only partially what was a lie. Your dumb I am not thing. a smart oh, man. Was, your honor. I'm not a smart what, man. How, yeah, because I was like interrogating you because they you're, captured well, you. Because there was a way to get there that was normal, but we went through the spooky forest to try and sneak up yep. to the place. Yeah. And they found us as we were getting through the spooky forest. He was like, why were you sneaking up on us to the forest? I was like, your honor, I'm not a smart man. I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went with, but I really want to be in the military again. <laughs> so you a- snuck in? Yes. I don't, that that campaign was wild yeah, in the early was. days. 
Oh my goodness. I I need to talk about that fight just a little bit because there was a shining moment for X, my rogue, uh-huh. in that one, which was a, a conversation between him and Tilly. Matilda was like, you might be seeing me around the yard more often now because she got accepted as a, yep. yeah. as a recruit. And X had successfully passed himself as a higher-ranking officer. Yep. <laughs> so he said, we'll be seeing you around the yard more. What? And the way that cat grit out, sir. <laughs> was so I great. hated you in that moment. <laughs> so, Not Tilly uh, hating X. Cat uh, hated you so dumb. in that oh, moment. Oh, that was brilliant. Oh my goodness. Oh man, if I had to pick great fights, they're all ones that I've run for the most part that I can think of. Reign of Winter is full of wild good mm-hmm. fights. Oh, if you only I to, could remember them all. You got to control the dancing hut. That was a fun fight. Oh. That was a gimme. Um, but you got to just smash the shit out of some frost giants. <laughs> um, you also, I made a custom dragon to terrorize <laughs> Jacob's character, dragon. but I introduced Dried. it like a level or so too late. So I, I customized an adult white dragon, I think, or maybe something. Oh, wasn't that the dragon that Yura got the armor from? Yes. When yes. we killed it. Actually. Um, but you, you it was um made a drop dragon. Yeah, I I I used the Pathfinder One E monster creation stuff to adjust it, remove some of its feats, and make it have basically a lot of feats around picking someone up and dropping them all in the same turn. A so, lot of like combat maneuver stuff. Yeah, uh, fly by attack, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, to like be able to swoop in, pick someone up. So there, so instead of landing Gur dragon fight or whatever, or fly by attack dragon fight, I wanted it to do most of its damage using falling damage rules. Yeah. It mm-hmm. was dope because it was also hard for you guys to hit because it's flying mm-hmm. around all the time. Yeah. And I picked up Jacob's character. <laughs> I flew him like a hundred something feet in the air all in one turn because I nailed the like checks and just dropped you. And you had the kineticist, fire kineticist ability I, where you could just Iron Man yourself. I still think it w- was it because I always remember it was that was the ring of feather fall. I think it was that. Okay. Because I remember you had to do Drinder because Drinder hit the dragon yeah. and it hurt it really bad. Mm-hmm. And you were saying as you picked him up, crap. Yeah. This isn't going to work. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you pick him up, you drop him, and you're just, just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was the fun monster, though. Um, it was, yes. There's a lot of fun small fights. I think I was really happy about bringing that one villain back. We've talked about Rokar Sindrin. That's where I killed Cat's Animal Companion and raised I it as a skeleton. It. That was a good fight. There was the bug daddy fight. Honestly, one of my oh favorite my God. fights have been on air. I, oh. Scorpion yeah. Beast fight is yeah, that was pretty solid. Scorpion I thought Beast the fight. first fight I thought of was Scorpion Beast. I'm like I have talked about that one so many times. That's a legendary fight. Oh, it's got Scorpion it all. Beast. It's got the tension, the like her- heroism, the drama. It was oh. it's everything. Those mm-hmm. who started later, that is from our first season. We were playing. You need to go back and listen lands. to the first season if you hadn't. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. our game. Forbidden Lands game, episode yeah. six, the Scorpion fight. Well, it's it's oh. not worth. It's not quite interesting on its own. It's like the build up because like you fought a couple things before yeah. then, and they were yeah. not too hard. No, no, no. Maybe did a little bit of damage, but not too hard. And then the game got real yeah all of a sudden <laughs> real and deadly we learned how dangerous it could be yeah there's no good fights in the witcher that i remember i mean there was oh fun. no there were that, a lot that of that good fights thing. in the witcher when we fought 
you know, a witcher. The COVID beast. The COVID beast. The Every witcher. witcher the, fight. The cultist fights. I know you like these fights. All right. You oh, got to yeah, understand the, the difference. If we love them, you won't. <laughs> okay. Fights that players now, like and fights that I like. Now give us a fight like. that you liked that you played in. <sighs> That's how, but the reason it's not like Witcher fights because Witcher fights are very formulaic for me as the GM. Uh-huh. Scary opener. Nug starts doing damage. <laughs> I start taking penalties from being so hurt. The fight ends. Everyone else works together to make that happen, but well, inevitably it boils down to Nug or Viverwin knocking the thing out uh, of full fighting shape. And, give man and me just chip, fight. chip, yeah. chip, chip, chip. <laughs> well, you Ish. buffed. You made everyone's kit so good that you didn't yep. even have to fight. Yeah. You did your fighting in the, the forge. The real MVP. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm man. the one who gave Nug that beautiful, beautiful sword. Oh, no, but if I had to pick a fight... see, Yeah, I don't know one, the fight that I loved the most as a player. Mm -hmm. um, so after doing a bunch of GMing, now when I play, I play grossly complicated things or oh. very dumb things. All right, tell us about Jade. Come on. Jade in one of Jacob's homebrew campaign things, you tried to get me. You tried really hard to get me. Yeah. But Jade was a Magus gunslinger mix. So mm -hmm. I think it was gunslinger one, Magus. The rest. The rest. El with, with <laughs> yeah, Elder gunslinger Archer. one just so you could shoot pretty much. I had, to, it was a different balance before, but then I discovered Eldritch Archer, which gave yeah. me what I needed. I basically shot spells through my guns. But the problem with the way that works in 1E is I can't do the fun damage spells because those are all save against whatever. And my DCs would suck because of how 1E DCs are calculated and mm -hmm. I'm not a full caster. Yeah. So I had to pick. You were really mad. It was very, multi, yeah, very multiple ability dependent. And so, and it wasn't my intelligence being low that hurt me. It was like I could only cast fourth level spells at level 12 or whatever. Yeah. So that's part of what makes the DC. Um, so I would have to do things that had range touch attack or, or touch attack. Those were my jam. And then everything else was just utility spells. Like no save or save doesn't matter utility spells and buffs. Um, and Jacob tried to get my goat in one fight. Mm -hmm. He had us be ambushed in this dumb, stupid cave. And he got my character backed up into a corner. And so I dimension doored to the other room. And he was like, oh, guess what? There's this invisible creature. No. And I was just like, Because oh. you called me out in that fight, but that was supposed to be that way before I knew you were going to dimension door. It was, I will die on this hill. That's how it was supposed to be. And then like, oh, I was just like, oh, guess what? Glitter dust. Glitter and you're dust. like, mm -hmm. I made my save. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You're covered in glitter. Shik, shik, kabam. Yep. And glitter then you tried to get me clutch. with something else that I also either dimensioned or utility spelled my way out of. Uh, you also put, like in that same session got me grappled and I had specifically this hand axe for when uh, I get grappled mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, swallowed mm -hmm, whole mm -hmm. and got my way out of it with that. I loved, I had like all these tools in a toolbox and I got to pull out every single yeah, contingency yeah. plan. You were Batman that day. I could never, ever keep up with the damage of our sorcerer or our monk. Not consistently. No. No. But ever I so often that. you but, would lay out a hit yeah, that leveled cities. When you did damage, you would do as much if not more than them, but you couldn't do it every hit. I couldn't do tie I couldn't match damage with our monk round for round. No. But no. my single no hit would be could. really strong. Except yeah. for brick with magic. Yeah. If Tyre didn't have that ability that made his DR only count for one attack, uh you could like really outdo him with things that had DR. But then yeah. you got that and it doesn't matter anymore. Well, the thing that I love the most about playing Jade was being, I buffed. Don't and let I could, him take that away from you. 
I could hit certain targets, but the main thing that always made me feel good is like you would bring some sort of environmental or bad guy like debuff or like a negative penalty on us. Mm -hmm. And I would always find a way to squeeze around it yep. yeah. with some spell that I had in my massive spell book. Yeah. That, that is the thing. You were very used to a uh, brick with her select set arsenal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. a, she's a spontaneous caster. You knew everything she could do. And all of a sudden there was a book. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but none of the things were strong. They were just a bunch of little tools to get around. Like it, glitter it really dust. does go Never to Never underestimate glitter dust. A lot of people underestimate how being a versatile wizard can actually be very powerful simply mm -hmm. because of the versatility. But like Jade, which was just a mag magus gunslinger, showed that how important it is to have that versatility. You happen yep. to have a lot of spells prepared That's just a when you need them. That's yeah. why I don't play sorcerers anymore. And every time I play a spellcaster in um, Pathfinder First Edition, it is either an Arcanist or an Exploiter Wizard. Yeah, the prepared spellcasting sucks, but once you know how to uh, mm -hmm. work it, it is incredible. Oh my goodness! It's been thirty minutes. We've been talking about fights. All right, let's fights. go. Let's Speaking do this. Speaking of fights, centuries before, before the Star Stone was raised, the Wizard Kings Nex and Geb warred with one another, scarring the land between them into a devastated, unstable magic wasteland. From the glowing ashes of the Mana Waste arose Alcatraz, the city of smog, a metropolis of airships, skyscrapers, factories, and clockwork wonders to the world. Alkenstar is the pinnacle of innovation and determination in the face of insurmountable odds. On its streets, life in Alkenstar is a non-stop race to stay ahead of the competition. And it is here that a desperate group, hungry for revenge, living on the edge of the law, hunts for the ones who cast them out. They are the outlaws of Alkenstar. Ow! Micah's Angels. So when we last left off, you guys had spent an entire episode beating back a horde. By horde, I mean three maftets. That's a horde. These maftets, uh, spell scar sky marauders. Uh, you fought them. You popped many of their pimples. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> God, shut uh, the fuck up. You had a pretty tough battle inside the cabin here. Asuvu, your buddy, the Tomb Raider, went down. <gasps> I think we said that on air. Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah. yeah. That's her um, NPC class whatever thing mm -hmm. um but you were able to beat them off uh don't think about that too much uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of that wasn't pus <laughs> oh my god you killed them all uh and now you oh, are no. left uh pretty hurt pretty hurt yeah 5.8 percent hit points is pretty hurt <coughs> i've been i've been <coughs> praying for this uh, i have been grievously Grievously wounded. <laughs> I was one pustule burst away from death. Sam. Uh, what are you going to do? Help. Heal me. Didn't you in both the Suvu like lay down yeah. on the thing just like, ah. Chester never went down, but he is wore out now. All I right. I hate to bring up the banter, but speaking of other fights. Oh, my God. One time, this is very short. We were fighting this is the same thing where the teddy bear was in this like lab, and we we're fighting this beast from beyond S the stars. Stop it. And I made a mistake. Oh yeah, Drow's character. God damn it! Was just like I got this and cast darkness. <laughs> While I'm in melee, and this is before Jade, so I don't have dark vision. <laughs> and this thing doesn't even have eyes. <laughs> And so it just starts beating the shit out of me. <laughs> this was 
this was your paladin Dara. By that point, I think uh, I had gotten my human character dark vision. Yeah, yeah, you did. Because you're was, a shadow dancer. Yeah, my shadow dancing. A dream come true as a DM. Uh, One oh, that fight! Absolutely screwed another if over. If you ever make a mistake, Drow, uh-huh. no one lets you live it down. Believe and, me, and, uh, I know that story. And, and, that hey, is my friendship with y'all. And while it did suck in the fight, it does also really give credence to if a player does not look up what a spell does and it's not too grievous if they cast it then they cast it yeah you don't do take backsies unless it's fair. unless it's horribly grievous this was like they misinterpreted it you just when a player casts a spell they don't get take backsies this this wasn't a i didn't understand how the spell worked you didn't know he this didn't was have a, dark vision wait elves don't have dark vision exactly uh so but I, I say that because as soon as the fight ended yeah my you screamed at me went uh, looked at drow's character and he just went Ah. <laughs> Didn't even use words. Just I, a guttural yell. I feel like that's how Chester, Eleanor, and Asubu <laughs> feel right now. Right, yeah. Because he got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, what y'all want to do? Uh, I need healing, please. I need healing. <laughs> All right, I'll start. Ten minutes per treat wounds? Duh. Yeah. Who are you doing first? Chester will volunteer. You, okay. you, Thank you, and then Asubu. Okay, is Chester going to treat wounds? Or do you not have the thing? I mean... I, I could do it, but It'll I don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get it for Eleanor first. Let's Please do good. Please do good. Please do good. Do we have like 30 minutes to do at least one round of healing? Maybe. Because this is going to take a while. 21 will make it. Mm-hmm. That's 2d8. Please roll good. Please roll good. 10. Right, 10 to Eleanor and then Chester. Oh, critical! critical! 48. Of course. Baby. Oh. 17. And Isuvu? Critical! Critical. Hot dog. So that would be 11 to Isuvu. Mm-hmm. Does Isuvu lose the wounded condition because of the critical? Uh, her wounds were treated with the treat wounds action, so yes. Uh, it doesn't matter about the critical, I don't think, does All it? All right, should I... Do I have time to do another one on Eleanor? Yeah. Please. The storm is still raging, but it doesn't look like it's gotten much worse yet. Every one of these takes 10 minutes. I know. Okay. You just took 30 minutes. Wait, is your plus one? Out of, it is added automatically. Oh okay, my goodness, yeah. just five. Oh. I have 20 hit points. Thank you, though. Psychir kind of pats their hip a little bit, finds a latch on their leg, pops that open, and then pulls Ooh. out a wand. Latch leg. And then they kind of turn it over in their hand to show Eleanor, and it has Alonzo carved into it. Oh. That's right. We got Alonzo got Psykira wand. Oh, my heart. This is my present to you for me. <laughs> Ellie, cr- Ellie tears up a little bit. You're going to use the two action heal? I, I am, yes. Oh, you're going to cry, huh? Ellie tears up a little bit. <laughs> it's been like days since he died, okay? You're going to cry? So it has that's been. a D8 plus eight. Yar. If this is anything but Max healing, Alonzo never loved her. <laughs> very close. Oh, oh, very close. He loved her quite a bit. 15 points of healing for Eleanor. Where does that leave you after the 15? Oh, much better. I'm at 35. <laughs> Out of... Out of 86. Suppose technically speaking, it wouldn't hurt for Chester also to get some healing stuff. Maybe to make it take quicker. I'll do more. I will heal. Heals, please. You again. Yes. You again, and then I'm going to try and heal myself. Okay. Oh, yes, that's also important. Do our archaeologist and... Critical ooh. for Chester. Yas. Do our archaeologist and shield marshal not know how... Oh, 20. And not then know how to heal? 
Uh, well, if they do it, it'll be an oh, hour. Yeah. Oh my oh. goodness. Does it give me another one? Another critical for a Subaru. Oh. oh my goodness. Poor Eleanor's missing out on the juicy heels. The Subaru is like <laughs> jacked. Poor Eleanor. Ooh. Well. That's still a success. Yeah. So this is for you. Mm hmm. The success for you with five points of oh. healing at this moment. Wait, oh. how many did I get? I didn't. I got two heals, right? Yeah, you're good. Mm -hmm. I think okay. everybody's two and the two heal heals. wand. I, I just have 35, but I have something now. Yeah, you got two heal, two treat wounds, and the heal oh. wand. It's just that everybody else got criticals, and so I'm confusing my math. Don't forget, you no longer have long spindly arms. Yes. Yeah. But I don't take minuses to my damage and, and you attack. lose your emotional Correct. instability. Good. <laughs> Congratulations, you're mentally healthy. <laughs> This really is fantasy. Living the dream. <laughs> Eight hours of sleep at night. Properly compensated for my work. Living and the dream. I'm, and I'm mentally healthy. Dream life. The storm, like as you're working, you can see it like kind of swelling, uh, calming down and swelling again. And then it kind of ramps up in pace. Like it's lightning, like almost constantly, just almost like a strobe light in here with the different... Um, Colors. Different chromatic colors of light. Uh, it is going to go up a level. We're going to roll on the. Um, oh, who gets? Oh my table. god! Who gets surgeoned? If it's Chester, can I roll it? I hope we get positive energy expulsion. <laughs> Just screw Chester over. All right, so I need someone to roll a die for me. Me, me, the, me. Don't ask me. I roll for what the mana storm's going to do. And I need someone to roll. Let's see. Oh. We have one, two, three, four, five. Roll a d6. Reroll on a six. Four. Three. <laughs> I said it first. Okay. Four. <laughs> Trow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Chester. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can I roll my die? Go, go, Can I do go, a d20? Go. Uh, do you want what the table got for you? Or do you want your roll on yourself? Well, I don't know. What do I want, Derek? You tell me. Roll for yourself. What did you roll for me? I rolled something. I did. I'm not rolling on the wellspring table. If you want to pick a wellspring surge instead of what I rolled for you, know you. what? Tell me what you got for me. Uh, I have dazzling mean remind M E I. Uh, one creature, which this will be Chester, uh, is suddenly is affected by cloak of colors. Oh. oh. Uh, you are immune to the effects, but everyone else around you is affected normally. What is cloak of colors? You might ask. That's a great question. A cloak of swirling uh, colors shrouds the target. Creatures are dazzled while oh, adjacent to no. it. Oh, God. And attacking the target causes a brilliant flash of light. A creature that hits the target with a melee attack must attempt a will save. Uh, success, you're unaffected. Failure, you're blinded for a round. But if this is affecting Chester, so long as we're not next to him, this isn't all that bad. And right? also not punching him. <laughs> Quick, yeah. shit, Marshall, archaeologist, be gone from my presence. I'm too dying. <laughs> Chester's skin starts to sparkle. Uh oh. I'm Somebody's Chester's coat of many colors. Oh no, I'm becoming a vampire, but the wrong kind. Don't look at me, Sykir. <laughs> I love so how you just put the bodies of the dead methods outside the window. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Too <laughs> pretty. Uh, Chester becomes. Do you feel this pretty? Is a fifth level spell. Chester becomes a character from uh, Twilight. No. No. <laughs> Falls to his knees. I'm so sorry, Daddy. I've let you down. Chester, <laughs> why do you have hair gel in? I don't. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> 
Why are you deathly pit? Hang on. Don't look at me. You'll be dazzled. I'm too gorgeous. I'm going to give him a little, uh, a little. I am resplendent. All praise. Can you give him a rainbow? I'm going to try here. I'm sorry. I, I just, I'll hail the glow cloud. But you know what? I bet there are so many glow clouds in this place right now. The glow cloud. The, uh. You're, you're impossibly fast and strong. Your skin is pale white and ice cold. Your eyes change color. And sometimes you speak like you're from a different time. You never eat or drink anything. You don't go out in sunlight. I know what you are. Vampire. No, I'm a snowman. <laughs> Look at him. No. Look at him with your special eyes. No. Special eyes. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? What have you done? Oh, my God. It's beautiful. What's the, uh, the um... You gave Ca- him what's caramel dancing. That's it. That is it. I gave him the karma effect. A beautiful changing in and out radius of rainbow. That's what happens. That's the dazzle effect. You get close to Chester and you just start hearing caramel dancing like it's in another room. And of course, you have to do the dance. Uh, I knew you was vampires. <laughs> Chester. No. Don't look at me. I'm weebish. No. <laughs> Chester, you've become a meme. No. Okay, so An what happens then? Meme. Enough of this joke for 10 minutes. What happens next? Uh, Chester, uh. you start to, you, you, this starts happening to you. Everyone backs up so they don't become dazzled. Uh, I'm resplendent. And you hear just... No, 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 bad. Dragon. (laughs) This is bad. Uh, I don't even have half. Make a perception check. Bad. Oh. Out of the box. Ten plus thirteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Drow. Eighteen. Eighteen. Fifteen total. I get plus two because I got improved initiative. I'm proud of you. Chester is the only one that sees this. Is it a dragon? Oh. Please tell us. Tell Chester, him he you warns see us. the shadow outlined in the lightning blast flying around. <laughs> I'm sorry. You did the noise. It's like you see a shadow, and behind you was Mirak with his mouth open in the middle of a yawn. <laughs> yes, my cat. My cat is attacking this airship. Da, 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 da. It's like when it's like when they would come on the table while we're playing. Yeah. Uh, but no, you see this. A shadow of what looks to be some sort of like large four-legged beast with wings. No. And for the briefest second, you see one, no, two, no, three heads as it lands on the back of the ship. Like when you say back, do you mean this? Po- oh, it's a camera. This is what it looks chimera? like. It's a chimera. Oh my god. Guys, we got a chimera. A chimera, if you will. I'm dead. What was that initiative y'all had again? 23. 23. 23, 18. 23, 19. 23. I'm useless at range. <laughs> Dead now. Guess you just got to charge in. When you say the back, you mean like, oh, it's back there. Okay. Well, it can't get in. Can it? Are there you have to win- squeeze. Are there windows here or are those walls? To the window. To, the, to wall. the wall. 18 right side care for your perception. Yes, sir. And are you taking after you, Eleanor? Yeah, I can't do much anyway, so why not? Alrighty. Uh, that's fine. 
Uh, first in the order is going to be the Manticore. Dang it. Or should I say the Chimeric Manticore? And the Manticore, he isn't even in this song. <laughs> Uh, How many this, actions does it take him to squeeze through the door? He's going to move up. Oh. Uh, and then you're going to just hear all three of his heads. He has a goat head, a lion head, and a dragon head. All of them. And they all bite at the airship, ripping open the wall. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me roll some damage here. Uh, I would like to note that Chester has put away his gun and picked up his whip. That's because fine. Because we've worked here for like an hour. Yes. Yeah. That is fine. Oh, it's a, all we need is a chair and a whip. Easy. We'll tame it. Be like those brothers in Las Vegas with their tiger. Nothing bad ever happened to them. All right. So let's do the first bite here. Well, some damage. Oh, look at that. That's 18. The dragon head bites and its jaws crack down on the airship, uh, dealing... Uh, some electricity damage as well. To the ship? Uh-huh. It starts Uh-oh. ripping a hole in here to get through, and then it's the goat head is going to try and smash and rip apart some of this wood as well. 14. Jeez. And you know what? Let's also do a lion head bite here as well, because oh. why not? 15. So that's 29 plus 18 is Kit. 39 plus 8 is 30. 47, I think. Quick, I would like to to be a quote for, um, what's our captain's name? Farah. Farah. Stop blowing holes in my <laughs> ship! And what I'm going to say is it effectively rips through this back wall. Uh-huh. And there is no more back wall. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Let me right. note the damage I did Why here. do they keep him coming in through the backside? Because Why can't they just go on the top? Oh, I can we, do that if you want. Then we can we fight use the them? ballistas? But we can use the ballistas. No, like, but like they're already here. If it had come in on the top, it would have already been landed. And I could just start tearing up the ship. The balloon. Mm. Plus, this is where the squishy things are. This is where the snacks are. The creamy center to this crunchy outside. All right, so that's its first it's turn. It's been fun. <laughs> oh, my God. That's its first turn. Next in the order is actually going to be Chester Williams. Oh, jeez. I'm going to devise a whatever and do a recall whatever. Okay. Uh, um, what would I roll to recall knowledge on this thing? You would roll arcana or nature, uh, or if you had some specific lore. Or uh, society? No. Okay. Society? <laughs> society? So 14 plus 12 arcana is 26. That's not going to do it. Please? No. But I'm Chester. Williams. <laughs> really? Not at all? No. Dang it. Oh, that is really unfortunate. Oh, Chester McWilliams. I run up to it with your cloak. It'll sh- it'll dazzle it for sure. I mean, hold on, cloak of colors. Um, it is an animal. It might not actually have a very good will save. Yeah, but it's a magical beast. Oh, no, that's if it hits. So if it hits, it doesn't matter. It has to hit in order for that to happen. I want that to happen. Not to... Don't hurt my friends. Take my shiny body instead. Take me. Oh, jeez. This is actually kind of rough. So he got an 18 on the die for his uh, 
okay. uh, uh, re- devise a stratagem. Nice roll. That's yeah, a good roll. That's a pretty good roll. Do you know anything about this? No, uh, that was a 14, that was a 26 total. Okay. And uh, this was mm-hmm. too tough for that, which means it's a tough creature. It, it's also, not everything is hard to learn because of its pure level. I'll just say this has a rare trait. Okay, that's also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate to do this to you, but give me one second as I um, dig through my crafting formulas. There's one particular thing I'm looking for. I don't believe I actually have it, which makes me very sad. Just run up. What could be the worst thing? I could die. Hey, you already lo- wrote your letter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, at, I'm at 45 hit points. This thing looks like it's gonna hurt. All right, let me. Um, oh, geez, that's so close. Closer than everyone else. I mean, I'm gonna get it right up in there. Live fast, die fast. Goblin life. Chester's gonna go to here, right there, 25 uh, movement, and he is going to throw a bomb. <laughs> you run past a Suvu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try. It did. We still do electric damage, right? Yeah. I'm gonna try an acid flask moderate. Uh, any save for me? No save, but my two hit is 18 plus 15 is 33? 18 plus 15? Yeah. 18 plus 10 is 28 plus 5 is 33. 33. Yeah. A critical hit. That is a critical hit? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's going to be... <laughs> that's barely, but it is a critical hit. Um, hold on, because <laughs> this is going to be a very big deal. Uh, you take four splash damage right now. Okay. And for now, that's it. Oh, no. Persistent damage? Yes. Uh, can you explain to me the type of persistent damage? Acid. Acid. It'll be 4d6 persistent acid damage. Jeez! Because I criticaled. Oh, actually, I do take that back. You will take... Help thyself. Actually, I only rolled two. Why are you putting yours in? Uh, sorry! <laughs> uh, I did forget my device strategy bonus, so I will roll that. So rather than just uh, four because of splash, you'll be taking 10 more. So 14 total. (laughs) All right, 10 more. For the audience, Jacob leaned over, picked up my D6, which is cool. I'm okay with sharing D6s. I thought it was funny that he knew exactly where it was, but that's because we'd shared it earlier. And then he's like, oh, wait, I don't actually need this. He puts down one of his D6s in my box. <laughs> yeah, I don't really oh, got one in my head. <laughs> so, yes, you take 14 acid damage right now, and then on your turn, you will take 2D6 times 2. All right, that's your turn. Then move, Yep. Uh, devise, and throw. Uh, it's Celeste's turn. What is your range, my guy? I think she can hit it. Uh, so she's going to take a shot. It's going to be a hard hit. Uh, but do her two-action thing and get a circumstance bone. Oh, she got good range with an arquebus. Yes. Not a great oh, roll. No. Seven is for a total of 20 is going to miss. That's two actions. She has one left. Is there an action for taking cover in this one? Um, no, You just. I think you just have cover. Take cover is an action. Oh. Uh, requirements you're benefiting from cover and are near furniture allows you to take cover. So she is going to take cover. That's probably a smart idea. Press yourself against a wall or duck behind an obstacle to take advantage of cover. If you have, if you would have standard cover, you instead gain greater cover. And that's what she's going to do. She's basically going to, she's behind the back booth. Uh, is going to basically duck down behind it to get greater cover. 
Alright, cuz I have another action, that's what I need to do. Uh, Usuvu. Jeez. <laughs> Just run up and stab it. Usuvu's gonna. I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be very dumb. <laughs> About to say this archaeologist got a death list. She wants to join her relics. Usuvu is going to interact to stow the Kukri, use trick attack to both get a precision damage bonus and also to draw oh. her hand crossbow. Oh. And then last action, strike with the hand crossbow. Not a gun? Uh, no. Oh, it's not very alk. Oh. Natural one. Uh, okay. Oh, Usuvu. That's her turn. Uh, can't even reload, so that'll be that. Psyche here. What I'm would you like going to do? Oh, yes, thank you. Thank you. Roll to your not thing. explode. Thank you, thank you. That means that I get a spell back. Yeah, it does. So I am missing. What'd you roll? 15. Does that mean you get to choose which spell slot you get back? No, we have to randomly determine it. Yeah, so I am missing two first level spells in one third. What's a critical? Critical, you get to pick which one you want. Okay, I'm going to roll a d6. Uh, Are those the ones you've used? Yes. Okay. Uh, One, two is first level. Three is third level. Uh, I'll just re-roll the higher ones. Three. Third level spell. cool. Nice. 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 (laughs) Okay. Is it my turn? It's unfinished. I am going to use the third level spell that I just got. I fucked up. Help Uh me. Oh, my God. What did you draw? What have I done? <laughs> oh, boy. A I just, cloud just emanates from Psykeer. I, oh, I just wanted to Psyche measure. explodes, taking over half the ship with Okay. Um, oh. I'm going to cast blindness on it. Blindness? Yes. Oh, fortitude? Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, pretty good. I got a natural seven. So that's going to be a total of um, 23. Okay, so... Fortitude is my best save. You are blinded until your next turn. Okay. You guys are going to hate something I'm going to do. I bet we are. I already hate it. And Uh, then the last one, going to duck. Take cover? Yeah. Okay, that's good. So I'll say that you, you get regular cover from taking cover at the booth. Why? So... Celessa is like behind that last booth wall and you're sitting or you're standing like on top of a booth. She already had cover and then she took cover. You didn't have cover, so but I'll let you ah. get regular cover, basically. Can I just run behind the stairs? Oh, um on the other side? Yeah. Yeah, if you want to do that, you could just run over there instead. I'll do that instead. And get cover <laughs> that way. God damn it. Whoa! A little further than I thought. Whoa, it's like here. <laughs> right out the windshield. Draw's having VTT trouble. <laughs> I get stuck in the... I imagine it, like, clipping the way that old SFM stuff did. Yeah. Like, for one second, they're, like, embedded halfway in the, in the bench. Like, <laughs> a Bethesda NPC, you start running back, and then you just run into the wall for a uh-huh. little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's your turn. Uh, it is blind for around Eleanor. You have after you'd, and you will go now at the end of the initiative. I didn't think Chester would be the one closest to it at the end of this round. <laughs> oh, well, dead. I have two things I can do. One is get up in there, do one good attack, and get out of dodge. 
Because I can move, option. attack, move. You do have that panache. Oh, yeah, you do have that speed, too. I have the speed for it. I would suggest but doing that. I can only do that once or twice. Okay. Or I am down. I am going to move in. I have the speed because with panache, I have 40 feet of movement. Woo! So I'm going to go here. Okay. And I'm going to attack. All right, it is blinded, which I feel like should mess with its AC, but, but it doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't. I hate everything and everyone. Yeah, bottle cap. I love you. Oh, also, reminder, if you guys have more than one hero point, this is the time to use them. Yar. If you only have one, save it so you don't die. Or live fast. I don't don't have a metagamey thing. I might need that bottle cap to not die. Don't die. Yeah, keep it. Does a 21 hit? All right, no bottle cap. Um, so that is going to not be... Uh, How about this? Quick question. Does making it blind happen to make it flat-footed? No. I checked it that on the thing. That seems really... I, I just, I go back out. I'm sorry. I do nothing. So you, I think you hit it, but it, you hit, it has a lot of natural armor. You're not able to break through it. Uh, so you've moved, attack, and you're going to move out of there. Yeah. Was that the finisher? Yeah, so that'll... Um, I, oh, I mean, I can get half of my precision damage. Yeah. I'm useless. Um, 15, 8 damage. If eight it even damage. gets through. Watch it not get through. It, uh, it does all get through. It, in fact, does all get through. Okay, so that'll be the end of that round. Top of a new round. Blinded Mandacore Williams. It's not blind. Uh, I thought, was it till your? The target is blinded until its next turn begins. Ah. So, so I went through the entire list of weapons, and unless I can have a dagger which I've never said I had, but what adventure doesn't. There is literally no weapon that is distance that you can use panache with. All right. Do you want my dagger? I may only get 10 feet of distance, but that's literally it. Nothing else. You can only do it with an agile or finesse weapon, and a dagger is the only distance finesse weapon. I looked. So, a <laughs> couple things here. I have Sorry, so Chester. many things I can do. It's all right. I just I chose to be here. I'm going to move up to where Chester is because Chester threw a okay, bomb I'm at me. Sorry, you literally cannot move. That's inside of another room. All right, let me re-explain this. I'm going to move and and along. It doesn't matter how I get there. I can get up to you with my movement. Uh, it just, if you want to... It just bo- You're literally inside the bathroom, right? They're standing in a yeah, wall. That is an actual wall, not just a booth. I know. It is breaking through the ship. Oh it goodness. broke through the back. It's ripping this part. Not the toilet! It Beneath rips that for out toilet. the toilet, and it throws it out the window. And as it flies out, action? we see that there was a magical island in that toilet. No! <laughs> no Breaking the toilet should be an action, darn you. Well, don't worry. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move, and I'm going to do Kick two the things. Way the to go. dragon jaws are going to bite at Chester. Oh, my goodness. Out of the box. Sorry, Chester. Natural I, three. So ca- oh? Uh, 17. <sighs> Only plus 14? He misses you, and then the lion jaws are going to bite at the toilet and the wall and everything else in the way. (laughs) And they are going to deal... Oh no, they might actually be able to... Some damage. ...crash the ship. That could be problematic. Was that its entire turn, Derek? Yeah, it moved and took two attacks. One on you and one against the ship. So... That was a six and a five. You take 22 acid damage. This is the persistent damage? Yes. Okay. 25? 22. 22. It was five and a six. Uh, 
God damn. Uh, real quick question. Can I spend a hero point to make you re-roll? No. And hmm. if I spend a bottle cap to make you re-roll, it has we to don't be... do bottle cap re-rolls. We don't. Bottle caps function like hero points, except they can be traded and they don't expire. So I can't use it on you. No. Okay, fair enough. Do your persistent damage roll. Uh, all right. So flat check. Come uh, on, beast. Come on, you beast. Fail. 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 Five. Ha! Ha! Good. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you normally say. Good. <laughs> Uh, Chester, it's your turn. Oh, by the way, I hit you, um, Williams. You're next to him. You yeah. should take damage. I hit you. You have the cloak thing. Uh, no, but you never hit me. You missed. But you're oh, next I missed. to him. That's right. That's uh, right. I am next to you, and I'm dazzled. What does dazzled do? Dazzled. Uh, my eyes are overstimulated. If vision is my only pre- precise sense, <gasps> all other creatures and objects are concealed from me. All right. And for until when are you dazzled? While adjacent to it. And yeah. what does it mean that I am concealed from you? Um, you can still be observed, but you're tougher to target. A creature that you're concealed from must succeed a DC 5 flat check when targeting you with a spell, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that means you basically miss if you fail a flat check, right? Yes. Cool. There we go. Good to know. Uh, it. I'll say, Chester, as it's gotten closer to you, it seems only partially preoccupied with trying to eat you. So it doesn't like the ship. It has spent the majority of its attacking power uh, after the ship. After the ship. I see. That's unfortunate because we need the ship. <laughs> what do you want to do, Chester? Uh, Chester is going to. Uh, Chester will shout what he's realized. I'll be like, guys, I think this thing ain't too interested in us. It, it wants the ship down. Uh, Chester is going to devise a stratagem. I failed my recall knowledge. That means I can no longer try that again, right? Yeah. Okay. That will hit, so I just gotta choose what I want to use on it. I wish I knew its weaknesses, because I could do a lot of stuff with more persistent damage. I know exactly what I'll do, though. Uh, Chester's going to hit it with a dread ampule. That's uh, 14 plus 15 is 29. All right, you're in the splash zone, but that will hit. Yes, that is, I am in the splash zone, I realize. Uh, so that's going to be 2d6 plus 2d6 persistent. So that is three fives and a six. 21 damage. 21 damage. Oh, uh, like the clone trooper. Fives? Oh. That's not my dice! Dang it! <laughs> How much damage again? I'm, so much just happened. 5 plus 5, 10, plus 5, 15, plus 6, 21. 21? Yes. And it is now Frightened 1. Okay. And I took... No, no. I'm sorry. An additional 2. So... Sweet. Before I say that... Yeah, 2 splash. So it was a total of 23, and I took 2 damage. All right. And then... And then... Because I still have one more action... Get out of there. Oh, it has good fortitude, doesn't it? You mentioned that earlier. Never mind. Skunk Bomb would be useless. And then Chester's gonna... One. Uh, stop. Yeah, I figured as much. Attack of opportunity. I am not surprised. Oh, no. Natural five on the claw this time is gonna be a 20. Uh, miss. Okay. Don't, did you remember that minus one anyway? And did you do a DC five fri- flat check? I have Frightened checked on. I do that after I hit your oh, Okay. Um, I said I had one more action left, right? Because now I moved too late now. Yeah. Uh, Chester's actually... That was one, two... Stop. No, wait, Attack what? Attack of opportunity. He gets more than one? Yep. 
Did you do your flight check? I haven't. I have to roll to hit you first. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. How about that? <laughs> uh, that's going to be a total of so 9, 24. Does it take a multiple attack penalty on this? No. Uh, yes, that hits. All right, flat check. Uh, made it. DC 5, I rolled a 19. Oh, cool. Uh, Go ahead. So this thing has a thing, ability called triple opportunity. I figured, yeah. Uh, Chimera gains two extra reactions each round they can only use to make attacks of opportunity. Uh, And I use a different head. Oh, I use a head. So that would not be a 24. That would be a 22. Does 22 hit your AC? Yes. Okay. My AC is 21. So we did dragon. This will be lion jaws. You are going to take... A total of 21 damage. Oh, Jesus. That's the best I've rolled, and it's not against the ship. If I move again, I'm going to take more damage. If I move again, it's basically the only option I have. You're actually in the last threatened square. I know. And this is the last so attack of opportunity. If I move, you know what? Go big or go home. Am I right? Move. Three. Attack of opportunity. is going to say, I want to flank it. Oh, by the way, we need to stop before we do this because I hit you. I made the concealment and I hit you, and now we deal with your cloak. Oh, yeah. Make I a, will, make a save. will save. What's the DC? Don't ask me these things. <laughs> I'm not a magical person. 22. Uh, but it's going to be... Uh, 22 is the DC. It's Why a will is the save. DC 22? I can't cast 5th level spells and my DC is 22. It might be... Because it's 6th level. The DC is 22. It's also... This came from weird magic storm stuff. Um, Did it pass? And, and uh, DCs aren't based on spell level in second edition. Yeah, this would be caster level, right? Yeah, and it, it, trust me, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a 9 plus 9 is 18, so I failed. <laughs> that means failure. You're blinded for one round. <laughs> All right, so never mind about the last attack. I'm well, blinded. Uh, how much damage was that? The f- the one attack. Oh, the last attack. Yeah, I uh, can't. Take Chester's going to say, "It just got blinded because of my resplendence." Flank it, and he's going to finish his movement by getting here. If only I could be so grossly incandescent. <laughs> I'll get there when it's my turn. Incandescent. <laughs> I promise Chester. you, I'll get there when it's my turn. He just rips his shirt off. <laughs> You've become Edward. Be- Blinded! Blinded by the white! If Chester is so pale, then I like to think it's his skin just glimmering. <laughs> yeah, blinded by the white. Blinded by the white. So he is shouting for the archaeologist and Eleanor to get on up there. Let's do this. Let's take it down. All right, it's Celeste's turn. She's going to obviously pop back up, take a shot uh, at this guy. And then she's going to shoot her gun. <laughs> oh, Whiskey. Let's roll. Uh, oh, oh, it was on an 18. Natural four for a total of 17 is going to miss. Uh, she's going to take cover again. Um, and then it will be Vesuvu's <laughs> turn. She heeds your word. I can't flank with you now. Yes, you can. It's got two it, squares on that side. You can both flank She's going to drop the crossbow. Move, use her uh, trick attack to draw the Kukri and then get one strike in. And she's flanking with Chester. Yep. Boy, I love assigning status conditions to my monsters. (laughs) Why did you bother putting flat-footed on it? You know it's just minus two. Aww. It affects stuff. Oh, okay. 
So close to it. Misses with a natural two. Uh, okay, that's her turn. And uh, that's that's with her plus one for the trick attack? Yes. Okay. I, I haven't got that wrong. It's not plus one. That's Celeste's thing. She just gets oh, bonus okay. damage. Uh, all right, so Psykeer, it is your turn. This thing is blind. <laughs> Chester is glowing. <laughs> and it's got acid all over it. But it's still eating the ship. What do you want to do? Can I stand up as a free action? Uh, like, I kind of assume I ducked behind. You didn't go prone. You were just behind the stairs. Yeah. yeah. I kind of assumed, like, I ducked behind the little railing If you or spent an action to take cover... Well, you didn't even take an action takeover. You just ran behind the thing, so you don't yeah. have to use any actions to stand up. Okay. You ran behind Can a I wall. See it? You'd have to step out to see it because you ran behind a wall. I'm going to. Eleanor will let you move through her space. That right there. Okay. So you are kind of. So if I draw a line from you to it after you've stepped out from behind the wall because you've moved towards the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, you're fine from there. If you target the the part of the creature that's bulging out into the aisle, you'll be fine. So says the line tool. As it Are shall be. Are you gonna be. radiant blast it? Yeah, I'm gonna start that. Oh. <laughs> You've got time. Flink, 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 flink. We so, have a little bit of time to flink. Yeah. So one action to move, then two actions on this. You're gonna need four more actions on it before you get it fully charged, right? If you use all six actions. Yeah. Cool. Is that your turn? Yeah, I'm just gonna start casting that. Uh, and okay. then my next turn is going to be spent entirely doing that and then the turn after that I'll get you to have use two it. actions to finish on it right then you just no. start blast two three one two actions this round yes sir. three next yeah then one sweet all right cool that's your turn Eleanor at the end of the initiative order it's your turn Eleanor's gonna run in she's got the movement space to do a tumble through and then back to this spot okay counted it and then here goes the tumble through out of the box. <sighs> What's the total? I'm counting. 18. Gonna miss. Probably got great reflexes. Uh, 18, yeah, it's got pretty stonky reflexes. Okay. Well, then I will try to just attack. Okay. Well, that's one action. Still got two more. So you could attack and raise your shield, or you could try to go for it again. I'm gonna try again. Okay. It's not worth hey. it unless I have Hanesh. Every little, every damage counts. Um, that is a 28. That'll do it. Uh, you dodge and weave through. You weave through its legs and make your attack. Please hit. Please hit. Natty 18. Hey! 33. That's a That's critical, a critical. Hit. Especially now that its AC is lower. I needed that. From flat-footed and fear. Yeah. Okay, so oh. I will not gimp myself again. I have 3d6. I'm so pissed. You forgot about it last episode. <laughs> pissed. Yeah. You have so many die to roll. You roll 5d6, double it, and then add a d8. Yeah. Yes. Plus your strength. Wow. Oh, yeah, 5d6 plus strength. I forgot in the last combat. Crap rolls. 10, 14, 16 damage with my plus two strength. So that's 32. That is 32 damage to begin with, and then the d8 is 6, 38 oh, damage. That is 38 awesome. damage. And that was some nice. low rolls. <laughs> I hate to do this to Psykeer, but Eleanor, would you like to describe your kill? <gasps> Wait, what? what? Yay! It didn't have a lot of hit points, or you we've done that much damage. You guys have been wailing damage. on this thing. <laughs> I did. You're right. We have done. Um, Ch- Chester did do a lot of damage to that critical. You're right. Ticked at herself for running out like a coward. 
Eleanor runs it right through the heart. All right, I imagine you do this as you like with a flourish, slide through its legs or something, and just poke up or something yes, like that. Yes, yes. This is what you get for destroying the bathroom. <laughs> How, How dare, dare you destroy the, the toilet. toilet? How shall I powder my face now? You stab through it and you kill it. Uh, Psych here. Uh, if you want to blast it, you're feel free to do that. Anyway, I've just started blasting. <laughs> I mean, sorry for killing it. Oh, it's fine. Uh, but it is dead. The only thing is, uh, it has a ch- torn a chunk of this airship all through its path that it walked up to get to Chester. Chester is glowing. There's holes in the airship. And you guys have defeated a, man- uh, a manticore. And the mana storm starts to subside. Oh. Congratulations. You solved my mana puzzles. Yay! And we'll oh. see you guys. Wait, really? In the next episode. It took that long? Fair enough. <laughs> dang it! Yeah. It took that long. I mean, it was fun, but dang it! Lol. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Third Gallon Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We are at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. And we are also on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. Our theme for this season is Delta Rust, composed by Andy Ellison. Our ambience for this episode was composed by Michael Gelfi, and you can find more of his work on his YouTube channel, Michael Gelfi Studios, and you can support his awesome work at patreon.com forward slash Michael Gelfi. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.